action-packed week with uh, with action from from many different brands. So mm-hmm. It was, it was um, fun-filled, and I, I got a knock on my door numerous times throughout the week with my mom saying, what are you doing? And I'm catching up on, on wrestling, and she would roll her eyes <laughs> and close the door. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only person in, in my family who... Um, has ever enjoyed wrestling. Isn't that sad? And, uh, Isn't that sad? Uh, yeah. I think because in my family, it's the same. I'm the only one here who watches it. Although I think my brothers are secretly closet fans because I've, I've caught like uh, I've caught them like especially my one brother in Michigan. He'll, whenever he comes up, he'll always ask me, "Can I choke you out?" I don't know why he's obsessed with wanting to choke me out. And then and then my my I'm gonna tell you this and I I told you this offline actually the other night. I think my dad's a secret closet fan as well because the other night I'm watching Raw and I can I'm upstairs in my brother's room on my watching it on my TV. And I can hear an echo. So I just muted it. And I hear Monday Night Raw coming from the TV in the family room. My dad's watching Raw. Oh. He's watching well, Nikki Cross versus uh, Carmella. Not, not the best match to pick up on. But, <laughs> but I'm like, that is so funny. He's always like laughing at me because I watch this stuff. And yet he was watching it. Oh, I always tell my mom and my dad. I'm, I always, I always tell them. I'm like, and don't get mad if I'm not recording their shows. Oh, that's funny, Ben. Yeah. All right, so. Ben, what do you say we get into this, uh, all this action-packed wrestling that we've seen? Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to kick it off with uh, Monday Night Raw. I believe you said you were going to do Raw. Yes, I will. Alright, so let's, uh, let's have your report on Monday Night Raw. Now, hold on, be, be, before we go on, what did you think of Rob this week? Um, the, the beginning was amazing, uh, mm-hmm. the end was amazing, and uh, the middle was a little, um, and uh, the, the, the major complaint that I have, mm-hmm. um, Elio, is, is that the match lengths with this new um, no wrestling during commercials. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thing that they have going on, and it, it, it's interesting because I was I was watching um, you know several several other podcasts um, when they were talking about this topic because mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to hear some some other uh, opinions on on this new. Um, decree that Vince made recently, right? Sure. Just, just to get a feel for how other people were feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they are, um, 
First of all, first of all, tell the listeners that where Raw was from this week. Oh, I'm sorry. My my excitement was was. was <laughs> okay. Uh, um, fittingly, it was in uh, Dallas, Texas, at the American Airlines Center, and as we all know, uh, everything is bigger in Texas. Although you know, I've not, I've never been there, so I'm just uh, going off of what people tell me. I've only passed through. Um.
through the LED wards and completely destroy the um, the raw set up top. Yeah, that was crazy when I saw that because um, our good friend uh, Pat, Pat Piper um, would message me, ask me what I thought of Rob. And I didn't know what he was talking about when he said fireworks until I saw the replay later on in the show. And I saw exactly what happened. about it but when I went when I watched the replay and I actually heard him say it I was like wow Just like another li- any other line from TV. Yeah, and um, for and for me, it, it was just like okay, let's let's move on. But uh, although I have to admit, it was a uh, it was a cool uh, segment. Yeah. Now I have a question. Now, do you think this was a a work or or was it real? It, it was it was a work. I mean, it, it had Paul Heyman's fingerprints all over it. Right, because I, I don't know. Some people are are wondering if it was real or if it was just a work. But of course, of, of course, of it was course a work. It was. Because I mean, they had the you can tell because they had the fire trucks ready right there in the back. Right, and I mean, did you? I mean. They made they made that look good. Yeah, that was one of the most well done uh, segments that they've had. Because even though I knew it was a work, I I actually it looked so real when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah, it really did, and uh, you know, and they 
Yep. Say it. It's a war machine. That's it. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. That's why I said I refuse yeah. to call it the other thing. So we had a um, um we had a DQ on the first uh on the, fr- the 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 first match, which lasted two fifty. And of course, the second we had a DQ in two fifty, I'm like, okay. Cue the six-man tag tag. <laughs> and, what, what, and what did we get, Leo? We got a six-man tag match. <laughs> God, I'm so no, no, no. Hold on. We got a six-man tag team match, player. All these times are really weird. You go five minutes, two minutes, seven minutes, three minutes, nine minutes. Now, the segment uh, before this match. Did you hear yes. what Maria said? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, uh, my goodness. And, and everyone's, like, freak. Everyone's freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, what she, what she said. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, and, but and, and there was always that. But I was, I was interested in the, um, the pregnancy angle. Because for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh. Now, of course, 
Chris, Mike, and Marie are probably going to take some um, heat for this from the online Twitter nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, just a disclaimer for you, I, I absolutely despise Twitter. I have, so I, have I. An account, I have an account just so I can you know, keep up with um, wrestling-related news and, yeah. and a few other things. Related items that I enjoy. Well, you know, you know what I've been, you know, you know what I've started doing every every any time I see a weird Twitter notification, I start I start following people, so I'm not to hear them anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, I'm very selective with who I follow. Right. I'm extremely selective. Um, but um, so. Becky goes to attack Maria, and, and Maria's like, no, 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 please, don't, you know, don't hit me, I'm, I'm pregnant. <coughs> Excuse me. And, of course, that gets the, the shock reaction from the crowd, uh, and, and so, um, uh, Mike gets to play the proverbial bitch. And, and <laughs> take the pimple. But the, but the, the thing that really the thing that really shocked me out of that whole thing not so not so much the the pregnancy thing anymore. Um, yeah. This man is my bitch thing or whatever. Um, but the the fact that that um you know Maria said you know maybe 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 next time I'll I'll ask. This is disgusting. That's disgusting. And see, you see how artful I've been um, lately. I've, I've really been, I've really been uh, limiting my cussing, and, and I've been, I've been increasingly diplomatic on these shows. But I, even I though there's no need to anymore, I purposefully. Oh. Um, 
delayed my F-bomb until just that point in time for extra emphasis. Perfect. So, did you enjoy that? I did enjoy that. Very good. See, if you if you sprinkle them like paprika, it, it <laughs> comes up quite well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright. So, <laughs> Chef Ben. So, well played on my part, I must say. Uh, and then, next up, we have Nikki Cross defeating, uh, Car- defeating um, Carmella. Carmella to get revenge for her fallen friend, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the main event, um, we have Ricochet defeating AJ Styles after some Tom Flory. But the ending was a thing of beauty. Uh, yes, and, and we'll get into that. Don't don't beat me to the point. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying the ending was a thing of beauty. Uh, yes, I agree. Um, so, yeah, Ricochet defeats AJ Styles after, after the match restarted because originally um, AJ Styles was awarded the win because... Uh, because the ref didn't see Ricochet's leg underneath the bottom rope. Yeah. Um, but uh, eventually the match was restarted and um, then AJ hit a Styles Clash off of the second rope, which looked completely awesome. Mm-hmm. But the um, the real news of of the of the match came after the fact when. When it, it looked like um, the, the Good Brothers, uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, um, were, were trying to get into the face of, of Ricochet, and then AJ Styles was like, no, 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 what are you doing? And it looked like he was defending him, and then he just turned around and cold cock uh, um, uh, Ricochet. And it, it and the turn was um, complete. I mean, that heel turn was absolutely insane. I'll tell you what: when they hit the magic killer, I was just, I could have jumped for joy. Yep, that um, was awesome. That was awesome. I'm so glad the club was, is back. Yeah, that could, that could have happened. You know, two years ago, I would have been happy as fuck. And of course we had uh, one more match which was a dark match and um let's see what was that dark match that we had? Uh Seth Rollins defeating Baron Corbin in a uh universal title match. And and wow and and wow, look at this. The show began with a false count anywhere. Match and it ended with a false count anywhere match. So even if it was a dark match, yeah, it's it's a, it's weird. <laughs> um, you know, WWE. You know, I I feel like I feel like they understand that they have to move in a different direction now. Um, you know, and, and um, but having having said that, and I I will I will always give a 
company credit when they when they finally realize that they have to they have to move in a different direction because something's not working. Yep. And and based on based on the news that we've been getting lately, it, it really it really does seem like they've you know that they get that now. Um, although I, I could I could be wrong. Um, but I mean. My my biggest complaint is like these these formatting issues have got to go, especially especially before we we get into um, into the uh, deal with Fox. Yeah, so I I don't get this whole not wrestling between commercials. That that is just so weird. Imagine how much of how much work it must be for the timekeeper, because they're the ones keeping time for the matches. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, and I don't, I don't envy that job. I don't envy <laughs> the writers either. Yep. So based on past weeks of Raw that have been crap, what'd you think of this one? I I would I I would have rated this one a seven. Uh, largely based on the beginning and end um, for entertainment value. So the, there was definitely a marked improvement okay. uh, in, the, in the quality of Raw. Okay, and uh, next we will be back with our SmackDown report shortly. So stay tuned for that. Alright ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are going to get into the SmackDown review and SmackDown this week came to us from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. Now Ben, you were telling me um, there is one segment on this uh, episode of SmackDown at the opening of the show. Yeah. For his um, for his insult, for his insolence and in interrupting. 
So he 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 went on to say that you know he, he was yelling at him. He was like, "Yeah, it, it should have been you," and it and it kind of was eight years ago. <laughs> So, Daniel Bryan defeated Big E in a 15. Okay, Bailey defeated Nikki Cross in three minutes and f- two minutes and 58 seconds. Why do you fucking die? Uh, what do you think about Bailey as a champion so far? Yeah, I don't know about this new Bailey. Um, I'm still not sure. Yeah. Then we had Andrade defeating Apollo Crews in five minutes and forty-five seconds. Amber Moon, and uh, I don't believe we've seen her in a few weeks, have we? Or maybe she's been on, and I just haven't watched SmackDown. Okay. Recently. All right. So we had Ember Moon defeating Mandy Rose in two minutes and twenty seconds. Again, what are we? What's with these short matches for the women? I just it's it's. I think we're getting away from from the evolution. Uh, that was such a big deal for. For so long. And then in the main event, it was the, it was heavy machinery. Defeating the team of Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens when I believe it was Owens that laid out Ziggler at the end. I I believe so. Yeah, and so this episode of SmackDown was basically highlighted by Kevin Owens' face turn. So, so actually, before you go on, jumping yeah. jumping back to Raw for a minute, we forgot to mention the Undertaker segment. Well, I mean, and, and to be honest with you, that that was underwhelming as well. Okay. 
Yeah, I didn't really find much from that one anyways. Uh, no. Okay, um, so go on with this uh, segment. So, uh, Samoa Joe came out to confront, um, Kofi Kingston. I saw this, yes, okay. Uh, uh to, um, to, to set up their mm-hmm. championship confrontation at Extreme Rules. Yep. And as we're going back and forth, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is, this is a good Samoa Joe promo. He, he, can, he can always handle himself on the mic. This is, this is entertaining. Yep. Um, and then he kept, he kept trying to, uh, get Kofi to, uh, shake his hand as a, as a way of agreeing on the match. So you know, know that this isn't going to happen. Right. But, you know, the, the delay of, of Kofi seemingly trying to decide whether or not he's, he's going to, you can kind of see the wheels turn. Mm-hmm. And then, here it, come, here it comes a surprise. He flips, uh, he flips Joe the Bird. <laughs> oh. And, and it, it, was a, it was a very, it was a very small bird. It's kind of like a covert bird <laughs> but um but it was a bird nonetheless there was a bird sighting on on smackdown <laughs> so okay. uh which which is some which is something that hasn't been said in in quite the long t- quite the long time <laughs> um, so clearly um clearly they are trying to move away from the purely pg um mm-hmm. product which which you know, even even though you know, I should clarify. You know, I don't I don't need you know, I don't. As a thirty one year old man, I don't need you know birds and and HLA on every episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of beyond that. But but having said that, it, it, it's nice to see some some intensity be able to come out when it, when it's necessary. That goes beyond. I'm gonna kick your ass. Right. Uh, so that that part, I, that part I enjoy. Okay. So that was a uh, review of SmackDown. Uh, you didn't catch NXT this week, did you? Well, I I did, but uh, you know, there 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 wasn't much to review. Okay. And, uh, Yeah, kind of two pay per views to review and one to preview. I I figured yeah. we just move right along. No, that's fine. Okay, so that's our review of uh, SmackDown, and now we will move on to AEW's second offering, following their Double or Nothing event, and this time we have. Fighter Fest. Now, Ben, you want to do Fighter Fest? Yes. Since you, I do. since you saw that pay per view. Yes. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So this was this was split between a pre show and a main card. Mm-hmm. Much like you know, much like WWE. However, I feel it necessary to make the distinction because. Because there was a distinct difference in quality of match. Okay. 
Why does why they say it's a kickoff? But why would they say dark when it's a kickoff? Any anywho, uh, it wasn't dark for me, unfortunately. <laughs> although although the first the first match was was pretty decent. Um, so the best friends uh, defeated um, SCU and Private Party. Uh, in 16 minutes and, and 5 seconds, and like, and like I said, uh, this match was, was pretty good. Um, now I have a question. And, I have a question for you. And, Wait, what do you think of this private party team? I'm sorry? What do you think of private party? I really like them, especially Mark Quinn. He, to me, he was the, he was the standout of the show, and I, I actually... There were two different occasions where he pulled um, where he pulled off moves uh, from uh, the top rope, which which I thought should have ended um, the match, and I would have been um, perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. And and the the fact that and the fact that they kicked off our uh, our. He suffered two kickouts instead of a victory. Kind of, you know, kind of dulled the match for me a little bit because I, I really felt that if it didn't end on the first one, it really should have ended on the second big move from him. Okay. Uh, so that would be that would be my own that would be my only criticism of of that. Okay. Um, and if if you haven't, uh, did you see this match? Yeah, yep. But two librarians this is terrible. Well, 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 but not only is is the gimmick a terrible idea, but the execution was just ridiculous. They shouldn't have Leva Bates do this again because, what, quite frankly, and she couldn't wrestle very well either. I, I don't know, but but I mean I I can't do the level of bullshittery justice. I mean this this it, it was it was like witnessing a. 
a kill a killing on national television. From blue pants it's, to it's, from blue pants to this. Well, that's my point exactly. I mean, it's just like holy god. My god, and then before we go on, do you um. Did you see? You saw the see the other librarian, uh, that guy. Uh, oh my god. Okay, uh, that that guy um used to be on Impact Wrestling. And what was his name? He used to wrestle as Norv Furnum. His name is Peter Avalon. Oh, I I, rem- I remember that name. Yeah, so we we spoke to him uh, a couple of years back. So yeah, that, that's when I when I saw that name, I'm like, oh no, why did it, what? No, they got Norv Furnum. <laughs> oh God. Well, I, I I hate to say it, but I think I think um, Peter Avalon is is uh, is less successful than Norv Furnum, and I didn't think I would ever say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, less um, what? Less successful. <laughs> yes. Because the the gimmick. And the execution was terrible. I mean, you you hear the expression cringeworthy? Yep. I wanted to close my eyes. Oh. I, I, it was just terrible. Okay, and uh, the next match uh, was... Speaking of atrocity... <laughs> oh, boy. Let me get into this. Michael Nakazawa. I'm not a fan of this guy. And I, can I just say, his name should be Michael Naka. Nobody gives a damn. <laughs> okay. All right. Because he didn't even defeat a wrestler, right? So this, this Alex. Um, yeah, Alex Jabali. Who, who is this guy? So. Oh my god, why? why? From the gaming end of things. Yes, yes, the gaming end of things, but why? Now, well, and that's the question that I would want to know. Because, you know, obviously we have seen non-wrestling personas in in the ring before, but but not in a hardcore kind of kind of a scenario here right um and but the only the, the only thing hardcore about this match was how badly i wanted to change the fucking town <laughs> now i'm looking this guy up and uh, that's not the only match he's had so, but, but before but, but before we get into that now i'm gonna let you have your time because i'm sure you have your own reaction to what we saw here. Okay. But the, uh, when when baby oil is part of your gimmick, now I understand. You know, baby oil and, and wrestling, unfortunately, have a very detailed relationship. That's so uncomfortable. And, and, and see, but, but see, now I'm, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a sidebar here. Yeah, go on. 
this. So, I have always had two complaints about wrestling throughout my entire, you know, relationship with the product. Okay? One is, why can't they wear pants or at least shorts or whatever the hell? You know? Yep. I I don't need to see that level of exposure from... From, from men, and I don't mean to sound sexist, but I, I just I don't sling that way, so I don't want to. <laughs> right. Um, and then the and then the other and then the other complaint that I have about it is baby oil. I I have ugh, the, the sight of oil just grosses me out. <laughs> It's just, and it's because of, of, well, two, of two different experiences that I've had. One, my experience with professional wrestling, and one, my, my one and only experience with massage. Oh, okay. Which, which ended it with a clusterfuck. Oh. I, I, I couldn't get the smell off of me for a week. Was it a George Costanza episode? <laughs> uh, pretty damn close. So, so you know, I so I really don't like um, baby oil and, mm-hmm. and the wardrobe choices of professional wrestling. So, but the, but this Michael Nagazawa guy has got to go. Yeah, he's terrible. I'm not a fan of his. Like, uh, um, on another podcast, they were. We're uh, covering uh, Fighter Fest, and um, no, it was uh, Double or Nothing. It was the first time that I saw him. And uh, they were talking about this uh, guy who was using baby oil in the ring during the Battle, the battle Royal, and I was trying to figure out who that was, and then when I saw him again, I was like, oh, okay, this is the guy. Oh, hold on, before we go on. Alex Jabaley. Oh. I have his uh, his uh, profile open. Okay. So this isn't the only match he's had. He had another oh, match. Gosh. He had another match against Michael Nakazawa at NGPW When Worlds Collide on June 29th of 2018. Oh, dear God. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, he beat Nakazawa. Wait a minute. A gaming executive beat a social... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it says Alex Bailey defeated Michael Nakazawa in a dark match June 29, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you guys see right now... But my co-host is banging his head against the desk. <laughs> Are you okay? What is going on? <laughs> what the hell? I can, I can cry. Hey, <laughs> don't. I can just weep. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, God. Uh, 
Okay, so I just thought I'd uh, throw that bit of information in before you uh, open your fighter fest. Okay. So please. Thank you, thank you so much for that sidebar. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you know, we, tit for tat, we each got a sidebar. <laughs> but mine was more entertaining. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. Um... So the uh, the main card kicks off with a singles match mm-hmm. between uh, the strong arms leader uh, Sima, uh, Sima defeating mm-hmm. defeating Christopher Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and this was this was a really good uh, match. Um, okay. No compl- no complaints there. I thought it was I thought it was laid out very well. Yep. Uh, made both guys look really good, and um, it was it was it was it was to me it was it was seamless. Uh, it it made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was just a good it was a very good showcase between uh, two um, very very talented veterans. Then no complaints there. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Okay, but I but I can and will and I must complain about the next match. Uh oh. Okay. And this and before before I before I tell you, I must preface this by saying this went 13 minutes and 15 seconds when it should have gone two minutes and such. Wow. And I, I will tell you why. Okay. Because this was a triple threat between Nyla Rose. Yes. Yuka. Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki, thank you. <laughs> I am. I am. I almost mispronounced that uh, grotesquely, so thank you. And and Riho. Okay. Okay. Now. <laughs> Now, there, there, there needs to be, there needs to be some setup in the, in this scenario, right? So, Yuka Sakazaki and Riho probably weigh 160 pounds put together. Okay. I swear, they're, they're, they're like 80 pounds each, and they look like 12 year olds. <laughs> wow. I swear to God, I, I felt bad for them when they had to take a bump. I, I really did, and I, I don't I don't mean to come off the, the wrong way, but it just it to me every every time they took a bump it was cringe. They they look like children. They look like you know my my eight year old nephew looks more solid than they do. Okay. And I'm, I'm not kidding. That, that that that's how cringe I that's how difficult I was. I was I was finding this match to get through. Okay. From that perspective, now uh, you now you put Nyla Rose in the mix, and I'm thinking, okay, she she really she really needs to continue her um, her momentum from double or nothing. This is a perfect squash squash match opportunity mm-hmm. great didn't, and it didn't turn out that way 
because for some for some reason, two eighty pound women were able to to neutralize uh, Nyla Rose long enough to make it kind of a singles match at at, at different points. Wow. Okay. And uh, which I which I which is solid strategy when you're dealing with a triple threat match. However, you know, I just think Nyla Rose needs to be positioned as a beast. Uh, she, 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 she looks. I mean, she, she. I mean, she looks like she looks like she could kill people. <laughs> just, just, just with how she's presented on camera. I'm not criticizing her looks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like she, she weighs like you know four of four or five of these people combined mm-hmm. and it's so it, it to me it just made no sense of of why she, why she lost let alone lost in 13 minutes and 15 seconds anywho and then we had a uh a fatal four-way between jimmy havoc mjf Jungle Boy and Adam Page. Now, there is a... Now, I have a lot of positives to say about this one. I I thought it was very good. It was uh, 10 minutes and and 50 seconds. However, I, I, I will say, to me, you know, MJF and Adam Page are the stars of of this scenario here and they they need to be positioned as top tier ever efforts so to speak <laughs> I, I I stole a line from my dad and he when he gets excited he says ever efforts <laughs> okay uh, so they need to be positioned at the top of the card uh, for AEW period okay okay now, because in ter- in terms of in terms of um, charisma and all that, M- MJF is just he's like one of the best heels that I've seen in a dog's age. Okay. Um. So, so now now that I have my fanboy moment out of the way, um, you know. This is this is just one of those scenarios where it was in, enjoyable wrestling and and the right person won Adam Adam Page um, to set up his his match against uh, Chris Jericho um, at All Out for the inaugural AEW Championship. And before that, he has he has another match. Yeah, at, at Fight for the Fallen. Right, and, and that comes up in uh, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a, a little bit less now. Uh, and then the, the next match um, was a draw between Cody, uh, Cody and um, Darby Allen. Uh, went to the 20-minute draw. Yep. Now, here, here's what here's what I'll say about 
about about this this whole match setup here. Okay. And I was impressed by Darby Allen from a psychology perspective. I enjoy his character. Uh, he he looks he looks uh, insane. Um, you know the um, I'm not one of I'm not one of those guys who's gonna critique body types because you know I because I'm one of those guys who weighs you know 130 pounds soaking wet and I I can still be a freak in the gym. No, <laughs> no, but my my yeah, point, my, point, my point being I'm 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 not I'm not going yeah. to judge strength just because you look like a string being because that's me to a T. Okay. Um. So, like I said, it went to the twenty minute draw, and unfortunately for this match, I think it I think it's going to get very overshadowed. By the Darby Allen spot where he 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 Cody went to the top rope when he was uh, or no I'm sorry uh, Allen went to the top rope when um, when Cody was laying on the apron and he just did a suicide you know you know backward kind of like a face catch scenario you know you know when you know when you have all your friends around you and you fall backwards and try to and they'll catch you. Um, yep. That's what, that's what this looks like to me except it, it turns uh, catastrophic because um, because Cody moved and he, he landed on the apron. I mean, it was, this guy could have seriously hurt himself. You know, right. I, I didn't like that spot at all because it just it just looked unnecessarily dangerous and, and stupid uh, to me, and I, I just I feel like that spot's gonna overshadow what, what was a really good match. And then no, and go on. Cody, I'm I'm sorry. No, no, go on. I wasn't saying anything. Uh, and Cody, um, just. I, I think I think he has just turned his game up to to, to twenty in terms of in ring uh, capability. You know, and I I gained a whole new respect for him after uh, after his double or nothing match against uh, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, so you know this guy can go, and and I I see a lot of potential in. In Darby Allen, I just I found that spot to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, and speaking of absolutely, uh, I, I don't I don't want to call I I don't want to be one of those guys that calls what happened after the match ridiculous. But it it was very controversial, so we have to we have to touch on. So after uh, Cody and Darby went to the draw, um, Sean Spears came out and and, uh, and did like a sneak attack, a cheap shot, chair shot. Yep. I'm trying to say that three times fast. 
the chair shot went terribly wrong because Cody uh, couldn't get his head around <laughs> and uh, didn't didn't put his hands up legit and legitimately it was like I, I don't I don't think he might have known it was coming but he he didn't see it coming like you could you could just tell. Well, apparently, uh, the seat of the chair uh, wrapped around his head and it opened up a gash behind his head. That's where yeah. it started. And it was grotesque. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't consider myself squeamish, and I was getting squeamish. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, I, I, I think, I don't think rest needs chair shots to the head anymore because of the uh, what we know about concussions now. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that perspective. Mm-hmm. However, you know, if you're going to do suicidal spots like what we saw um, with Darby Allen, I think I don't think you can I don't think you can complain about the chair shot more than you can that kind of that kind of move because like it looks so. It looks so nasty. I mean, that guy could have been, could have been. He, I mean, he could have broke his back off of that. That's how stupid that. So I think if you're gonna bitch about the the chair shot, which, and like I said, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with chair shots, but I don't think it was as big a deal as they made it out to be. Right. Um. You know, in comparison. So then, so then, um, next match was, um, Cody, uh, uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks taking on, uh, Laredo Kid and, and the Lucha Bros, mm-hmm. and, um, this was, this was just, uh, uh, really good, uh, out, outside of, uh, the Young Bucks being dressed up like cheap knockoff street fighters. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. Let me let me let me ask you something, uh, Elio. Uh, what do you what do you think of the Young Bucks? It, I like I like them okay. They're not uh, they're not bad, but you know, like my like a huge fan. Not really, but they're just, they're they're okay. I'm not a problem well, with them. And I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Young Bucks myself because because you know when let me put it like this uh, listeners by now realize that uh, Rey Mysterio was my all time favorite guy and obviously he relied a lot on the high flying and the Lucha Libre style and and all of that so.
when the Young Bucks are in the ring, and that's a problem that I have. Um, but that's just me, and that's just the kind of, the I guess, the wrestling style that I enjoy. Okay. Um, but, any, but anywho, um, so what do you, I mean, you, you said you're not the biggest fan of uh, no, no. The, the, the Young Bucks, and uh, I'm not overly critical of them, I, you know, I, I like them, but I'm just, you know, they're not, I don't consider them the best tag team in the world, not, right. by, not by a long shot. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, and then we have uh, the main event, which was a uh, non-sanctioned match between... Uh, John Moxley and Joey Janela, um, and I have I have to tell you I'm having so much fun uh, watching John Moxley. Okay. He he looks like a whole new person. Mhm. And this match, and um, we talked about heart the hardcore match earlier on in the evening. Yep. This was a hardcore match with reason. I I, I should say I am not a. F- I was always an ECW fan, but I'm not. I've never been a fan of like death match or like barbed wire matches right. or yeah or, 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 or anything like that. Yep. And I'll tell you what some of and and the the monsters ball matches were the best back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the with the scars all over him and, yep. and everything like that. Yeah. This how sad Boo looks nowadays with the crazy glue and all that bullshit. <laughs> um, I I am not a fan of that. Of yeah. The, of that style, to me, that's not wrestling. Right. So um. Uh, but this was a this was a hardcore match with psychology and reason behind it. Okay. This, at least that's what I felt like. To me, this was like the the first true display of, of John Knoxley that has been seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Although, although there was, there was one spot where he, you know, took the, where he took the, the boots off of uh, Joey Janela before slamming his feet into the thumbtacks. Ouch. Oh. And I, to me, that was like, why? Yeah. I'm not a fan of those um, spots. So I, I'm just, I'm just not a, not a fan of that. I mean, I, I guess I've seen too many hardcore matches between, like, uh, you know, like, Oh, and I say I've seen them up close with where friends of mine have taken taken shots where they break rib. Ouch! Yikes! They'll you know they'll get the back of their head busted open and, and have issues because of it. I, so over over the last few years, I, I've really soured on. I've never liked them, but in recent years, I've really soured on. Hardcore matches in general, but at least this at least this one had reason. Even though I don't I don't particularly like certain spots that we had. Mm-hmm. Um. 
So, so hopefully, hopefully they don't they don't do this on a, on a on a daily basis. However, however, I didn't I did enjoy you know seeing like the true John Moxley as a as a character. You know, like like I said earlier, you know, I don't need I don't need gratuitous discussing yep. all over the place, but when it makes sense, it's it's nice to put it in there because you know you you look like it looks like a true fight rather than I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm gonna beat your butt. You know, so it's like. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just, uh, that that impression you just did. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay, so, so when uh, Joey Janela flipped him off, and he said, you know, um, and Mox said, you know, motherfucker. And then, of course, um, you know, Jim Ross had his classic reaction to that. Uh-uh. You know, I, I, I can get, I can get behind that stuff. But if, if we could, if we could stay away from um, hardcore matches, um, yeah, with with that degree of violence and and and, and limit the chair shots mm-hmm. uh, to the head. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm surprised that that guy, that that guy cleared to be begin with. I mean, I know the chair shot was botched, but I'm I'm surprised that the chair shot to the head got got the go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in, in general, what did you what did you think of fighter fest in comparison to the um, to double or nothing? Again, this was more of the same. Like it had, uh, it, it it was more of a fun card. Like they had a mix of everything, but like like you said, a lot of unnecessary spots. And uh, yeah, I don't want to see the the hardcore stuff anymore. But other than that, it was an enjoyable show. Best in the world. Exactly. So here we go. Best in the world took place on Friday, June 28, 2019 from the UMBC Event Center in Baltimore, Maryland. Your home. Yes. I, uh, I, I live like 45 minutes away in, um, in a town nobody's heard of, but it, it's, it's uh, Freeland, Maryland, but yes, Baltimore is my neck of the woods. And our announcers are Caprice Coleman, Cole Cabana, Ian Riccoboni. And we had one dark match on the kickoff show. It was Roosh defeating Flip Gordon. I, yeah. I like Roosh. To me, to me when, I, when I saw that, and this was the first opportunity I've had to see him okay. uh, on a big show like that. Then the show kicked off with Don Castle defeating Dragon Lee in 1422. Now, I don't know, Don Castle, uh, 
this was this was a weird match. These two didn't uh, mesh well together. Then in the second match of the card, we had the Allure, Angelina Love and Mandy Leon defeating Kelly Klein and Jenny Rose in 9.30. I like Kelly Klein and I like Jenny Rose. Well, I like Kelly Klein. I'm a fan of Kelly Klein. The Allure, I'm a fan of Angelina Love from like the Impact days, but this was like more of what we've seen in the past uh, along the lines of the beautiful people. Yeah. In the third match, in the final match in the best out of three, we had Kenny King defeating Jay Lethal to win that series. Ben, what are your yeah. thoughts on Kenny King? Well, uh, you know, in, in, in ring, he's, he's very good. Um, I've heard some not so favorable things about him in the past. Um... So I I don't know I mean I don't I don't think he's on Jay Lethal's level. No, I gotta say I'm not I'm not a fan of Kenny King. Uh, like there's just nothing there. Like he has no charisma. Um. Yeah. I I've never really been a fan. I was I was personally shocked that he uh, that he took the series. Yeah. It was. Oh uh, wow. Okay. Next, we had um, a first, uh, um, we had a, well, for me anyways, a pure rules match, Jonathan Gresham defeating Silas Young. Yeah, I, I had never, um, I had, I had never seen a pure rules match, um, so that was, that was kind of new, mm-hmm. and then, you know, with it, uh, with it being new, yeah. um, I had to, I had to remind myself that rope breaks. Uh, yeah, three rope breaks three rope breaks. Yeah, three rope breaks, and then if you use a ball three, next time you do you uh, reach for the ropes, the ref just ignores it because you already used your rope breaks. Um, and um, it, it, it was weird how um how they made him to uh to the honor code mm-hmm. most of the time that's choice and and i i've i've seen i've seen roh move move away from that in recent years and then we had nick aldis and his new partner because originally it was supposed to be cold cabana but his new partner was me i made my debut in roh Elio Drake. And we defeated the Briscoes. No, I'm joking. It was Nick Aldis and Eli Drake uh, who made his uh, ROH debut. And uh, they defeated the Briscoes. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, it, yeah I did. <laughs> I just, I had to. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I like but I, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of the Briscoes, so personally, I was, I was disappointed that but, uh, the Briscoes. But lost. I, have, I have a question. What's going on? What is it with the ROH uh, featuring NWA so much on their television? Well, 
I don't know, because, like, week to week, I'm always seeing, like, NWA featured in some way or other on their shows. Yeah, I, I think they have a partnership, because I don't, I could be, I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't, I don't think NWA has a TV deal. Then we had, um, ROH uh, World Television Champion Shane Taylor defeating Bandito in 12-32. Oh, I'm sorry, um, the previous match, it wasn't uh, Nick Aldis and Eli Drake defeating the Briscoes, it was a no contest. So there, were, there was no winner. So yeah, Shane Taylor defeated Bandito to retain the championship. Then the World Tag Team Titles and Villains Enterprises defeated Lifeblood. And in the main event, we had... ROH TV, ROH World Champion Matt Taven defeating Jeff Cobb. And Matt Taven got, won this match clean. There was no cheating. That's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see the, the, uh, the, la the last few matches. I, just, I didn't get that far yet. But I, I'd be I'd be interested to go back and uh, take a look. So wrestling wise, wrestling wise, uh, this was not a bad uh, show. Um, like uh, but I'm gonna give this like seven out of ten. Wrestling wise, it wasn't a bad show. If you want like fun and like a bit of pop culture and um, you know like a little of everything, Fighter Fest is for you. But if you want like wrestling oriented and the focus on wrestling, it's the uh, best in the world. Yeah, and I and I always I always like the um, the wrestling centric shows. Yeah, so that was uh, best in the world. We're now gonna. Well, do you want to save um? Do you want to save Extreme Rules for next week because it's on uh, Sunday. And on uh, Friday, yeah, let's, let's yeah. It, I, I feel like the, I feel like this the, the this show uh, is is going along. Do you uh, do you have a do you have any idea how long we've been on the air? Because it feels like we've been on the air for quite a long time now. Hold on, let us take a look. So Ben, we covered a lot of wrestling this week. Yes, I, I feel like that was that was one of our uh, most detailed uh, shows that we've done, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and the uh, yep. comic and the comic relief. I mean, uh, I mean, between Fighter Fest, Pet, Best in the World, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, we covered I don't know how many hours of wrestling. In one uh, show. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, that was that was, uh, that was one of our uh, marathon shows, and and, um, and it's, I I will say this this one you gotta get up faster. Uh, this one I'm gonna save. It. I'm gonna actually gonna upload it. I have the music all picked out for the beginning and the end, and I will get that done for sure. Yeah, the, the, I I, just, I think this one should be uploaded. Uh, faster than some of the other ones. So, well, what do you say we bring this show to a close? Uh, take us home. Absolutely, and uh, 
So th- thank you very, very much for joining us on this uh, marathon edition of the DNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I, I certainly hope that you've enjoyed uh, this, this week in wrestling as much as I did. Yep. Um, I, I, I swear I, I did more preparation for this podcast than, than any other one that we've had since our inception. Wow. Uh, <laughs> how, many, how many hours of homework did you do? Well, between watching all the shows and, 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 doing, and doing research on the different people, I would, I would say it was at least um, um, uh, five, six hours. So. Good grief, man. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I came in prepped to discuss awesome. uh, the week that was. So. Very and, uh, cool. Hopefully you, you are uh, you are satisfied with the product. And, yep. Uh, and uh, if you are, uh, please come back and uh, join us again uh, mm-hmm. next week as Elio and I uh, run down uh, Extreme Rules. Uh, that happens uh, next Next weekend. Next Sunday on next Sunday, July fourteenth. So yes. we will have that for you. We will have the go home shows for Raw and SmackDown. And um, I, I don't, I don't think there's any other uh, wrestling uh, next week. So. On um, uh, G One Climax starts uh, tomorrow. I'm gonna watch that because I have to check that out for the other show. Okay, and, then, and do you know what time that starts? Because. I can always catch it the next day on... Uh, oh, that's that's NJPW. Um, so, usually, um, it's uh, either 5 a.m. our time, which is, like, nighttime over in Japan. So, it's uh, you can check back tomorrow. It should be up for you to watch. But that, that, that runs from July 6th to August the 12th. That's going to be a lot of wrestling. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'd, I'd be, maybe not the entire thing, but I'd be interested uh, to cover a little bit of that. All right, sounds uh, good. Uh, well, watch, watch whatever um, whatever you find interesting, and then uh, uh, you can send a message, and uh, we'll uh, cover it here on the show. We'll just start run, run it down quickly and talk about it. Very good. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will uh, sign off for the week. And uh, we'll see you later. All right. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Talking all next week. So